It's Thursday, June 21, 2018. They called it a public relations nightmare, if released. Blocked water study finally released reveals widespread chemical contamination. Most of the food crops that we consume showed these nutrient reductions. Increased carbon dioxide in the atmosphere reduces the nutritional value of food. Plus, the Earth is warmer in 1988 than at any time in the history of instrumental measurements. It's been 30 years since Dr. James Hansen first warned Congress about climate change. 30 years and counting. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Scott Pruitt is trying to protect you from finding out water is bad. If it is, which it's not, because what study? <laughs> this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, they've been hiding this study for a long, long time for some reason, and then they decided this week, with everything that's going on in the country, would be the week they release it. I guess. Yeah, that widespread water contamination study had been blocked from public release by the Trump administration out of fear that it would cause, quote, a public relations nightmare. And for good reason. The Centers for Disease Control quietly published that study online on Wednesday, and it is not good. As predicted, the study shows dangerous toxic chemicals known as PFOA and PFAS used in nonstick pans and other consumer products are widespread in public water systems and military bases around the country, and the study found those chemicals are far more harmful at far lower levels than previously thought. The study recommends that the Environmental Protection Agency set the safe threshold for these chemicals up to 10 times lower than they are currently. So when they were originally blocking this report, they said it would be a public relations nightmare, but they're releasing it on one of the craziest, busiest uh, uh, news weeks, and that's saying quite a bit, that we've seen in a long time. So will anybody actually notice this study? Um, probably not. And it's also highly unlikely that any action will be taken by the Trump EPA to address any toxic chemicals in the U.S. water supply. Well, that part goes without saying. Well, this week, the EPA faced a court-ordered deadline to propose new standards for chemical spills from industrial facilities. That was in the wake of a toxic coal ash spill into a West Virginia river back in 2014. The EPA on Wednesday published that regulatory proposal to regulate those chemicals and concluded that no new rules are needed. <laughs> of course they did. And President Trump this week rescinded President Obama's protections for the oceans and the Great Lakes that were put in place in the wake of the catastrophic 2010 BP oil disaster in the Gulf of Mexico. Trump's new executive order instead orders offshore oil and gas drilling to be prioritized and calls for more industrial development in and around the oceans and the Great Lakes. He's calling for more industrial development around these precious resources. Indeed, he is. Okay. Meanwhile, a disturbing first-of-its-kind study has troubling long-term implications for the global food supply. Published in the journal Nature, it finds that rising carbon dioxide emissions appear to reduce the nutritional value of food crops. More CO2 does make plants grow bigger, but it turns out that too much CO2 is like junk food for plants, increasing production of simple carbohydrates at the expense of essential nutrients like 
protein, zinc, iron, and vitamins in staple food crops like rice, corn, and wheat, which are primary food sources for billions of people around the world. So those global warming deniers who said that, well, even if the globe is warming, this will be good because we'll grow more food, plants need carbon dioxide. Even if they are right about that aspect, they are wrong that somehow this makes everything better. That's correct. Finally, June 23rd marks the 30th anniversary of the day that NASA scientist Dr. James Hansen first testified to Congress that rising CO2 emissions from the burning of fossil fuels was triggering dangerous global warming. Here's Dr. Hansen's original testimony back in 1988. Our computer climate simulations indicate that the greenhouse effect is already large enough to begin to affect the probability of extreme events such as summer heat waves. Altogether, this evidence represents a very strong case, in my opinion, that the greenhouse effect has been detected and it is changing our climate now. 30 years and millions of dollars in fossil fuel industry-funded denial propaganda later, all of Hansen's predictions in 1988 have proven roughly accurate. In an interview with AP this week, Dr. Hansen said that he wishes he had been wrong. While some actions have been taken and the transition to renewable energy is gaining momentum globally, 30 years later, global warming's impacts are no longer in the future. They are now. For much more on all of those reports and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. The more you ignore me, the closer I get. You're wasting your time. The more